Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike, along here with Luke Acre. And today, we have a different episode. This yeah, is like a really... Well, first of all, this is an amazing freaking episode, yes. but a little bit different. We're going to stray a little bit from our normal sales and marketing because we know that we have a ton of business owners listening to this podcast. And one of the biggest challenges right now as a business owner is, what do you do when you're ready to kind of get out of your business and what have you built for yourself from a retirement standpoint? And that's really what our guest today is going to be talking about, some of yeah. the pitfalls to avoid there. We've, uh, we've tried to get I'm going to say his name, Ed Slot. Well, that's not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a secret. Yeah, right? it's not a secret. Ha ha, reveal. No, we've tried to get Ed uh, on our show. The same for, to the title of the podcast. Yeah, for years. I mean, uh, you'll see, but I mean, Ed Slot is like the guy, the number one thought leader on genius. retirement. Yeah, he is I, And it's so funny, whenever we were doing research on him and we wanted to have him on the show, like I kept watching clips and everyone was saying like, you are a genius. Yeah. This guy's a genius. And it was just <laughs> that word over and over again. And then we talked to him like, Holy crap, he's a, yeah. he's a genius. <laughs> but uh, no joke, you guys are going to think I'm exaggerating. What he shares and points you to in this podcast can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in your retirement, hundreds of thousands of dollars by helping you strategically plan and avoid taxes. All of us uh, as business owners and salespeople, you want to pay as less tax as you possibly can. So Absolutely. listen to this episode because it's yeah. amazing. Yep. So before we jump into the episode, just wanted to please ask everybody if you're not subscribed already on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify Podcasts, we would love it if you'd go subscribe and throw us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. It really helps out with getting other people to see the show as well. This week's featured review comes from Maya Lee AC. Maya Lee AC. I like that. That kind of rhymes. It's very sing-songy. <laughs> Via Apple Podcast. It's short. It's sweet. It's positively neat. She says, amazing! Exclamation point. Five stars. I thought that was her review. It's such, short. It's sweet. It's positive. Such great advice. I listen to them daily. That awesome. Was, that was uh, Mia's. Uh, so thank you so much for your review there. Mia Lay 80s. No, I came up with that in just okay. now. I thought that was the review and I was like, wow, that's a pretty clever review. But... I just knew I had to yeah. tie a bow on it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. If you would, uh, we would love to hear from you as well. If you can leave us a review, just let us know what you think of the podcast, who you want to hear on the podcast. We got someone on this episode that we've been trying to get on for a long time. Who have you been wanting us to get on the yes. podcast? We would love to hear from you. And now let's get into this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Great to be on. Ed, man, it's awesome to have you. I have to tell the audience, Ed is someone that our company, Reminder Media, has been trying to get <laughs> on the podcast, trying to do a Got webinar it. with. This guy, and this is a compliment to you, Ed, you are insanely popular. Like we have tried, I think it's been, what do you think? Two years almost? Yeah, probably. <laughs> almost two years. That's a compliment to you. This, I mean, obviously, for those who don't know, Ed's going to introduce himself here, but I mean, genius could be said. Um, everywhere I go, financial... Yeah, I like, like his face when I'm saying genius. You guys got to watch the YouTube video. But, um, you know, every conference I go to, um, I see you all the time. I'm excited to have you on here. And I'm really excited because so many of our listeners yep. are business owners. And one of the pain points Josh and I have seen 
over the last decade, we've worked with about 100,000 small business owners. And we see a pain point that they can never get out of their business. They're taking care of their clients and they never take care of themselves, especially when it comes to retirement and that next phase. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to pick your brain, Ed, on those topics, learn about your new book. But if you could just take just a 30,000 foot view Share a little bit about your life, your story, how you became the world expert on IRAs, um, and just share your story with the audience. That'd be awesome. Uh, maybe I'll try and do 40 years in 40 seconds or something <laughs> like that. Uh, started out as a CPA. That's what I am. I had a CPA practice for 40 years, and I noticed people were paying taxes, and they didn't realize that the uh, taxes on their retirement account would actually blow up in retirement. That's why I named the book, The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb. And nobody was addressing this even 40 years, 30 years, 20, even now. Most advisors help you make money. But since most money people have set aside for retirement is in their IRAs or 401ks, that money has not yet been taxed. So it's a ticking tax time bomb. Say that three times fast. <laughs> a ticking tax time bomb ready to blow just when you need the money the most. And nobody really got into that area. But I saw complaints firsthand from clients saying, well, my advisor's not taking care of it, my attorney, nobody. And, and they always got the impression that it was somebody else's job. So I would hear this all the time. And I would hear it from the other professionals. So there was this black hole of planning. In other words, the attorney would say, well, the attorney, well, the financial advisor takes care of it. The financial mm -hmm. advisors say, well, the accountant takes care of that. It's taxes. The accountant will say, well, it's planning. The attorney takes care of that. The attorney says, well, I thought the cat took care of that. Nobody took care of it. <laughs> so you have this giant void on planning for taxes on what may be their largest single asset. And it's only gotten worse. That's why I named my book The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb, because there are new and even more severe threats for a couple of reasons. Number one, over that long time period, 30, 40 years, or even if you've been working and putting away for 20 or even 10 years, look at the run-up in these balances. And most people mm. think that it's their money. But most of that money is owed right back, or a lot of it is owed right back to Uncle Sam, and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, he's not even your real uncle. There are things <laughs> you can do about this to have more, keep more, and make it last. So that's always been my mission, uh, dealing with clients when I was a practitioner and training advisors and communicating with consumers. For example, I have a consumer program tonight. I'm going to give them that same message. An advisor who helps you get there. You know those books that are out there, What Got You Here Won't Get You There? Yeah. I, I, I may have the title wrong, but you know those series of books? Yep. Yeah. What Got You Here Marshall Won't Goldsmith. Be the Next yeah. Level. Even if you made, I don't care if you made 30% a year on your retirement savings for 30 years, hasn't been done in the history of the world, but let's say you did it. If you made 30% a year for 30 years in your IRA, what's the point if you give it all back and then some in taxes mm. that can be avoided. And that's where people don't plan in the second half of the game. The first half, it's kind of like football. That's how I look at retirement. There's that saying in football, the score at halftime is irrelevant. Give me the score at the end of the game. Then I'll tell you who won. So true. Same thing in retirement. The first half is all that working, the 20, 30, 40 years, the working, building, saving, and investing. 
But with a mistake most people make, even the people that are prepared, actually, they're the ones who make the biggest mistake. Hmm. They go off at halftime and say, I can't believe it. We've saved all the money we'll ever need for retirement. They go up, pat themselves on the back. They go into the locker room at halftime and they think they're done. Meanwhile, the IRS comes out. They're playing the third and fourth quarter. They're playing nobody. So they win. That's why I always say. Yeah, the freaking government. Well, it's not the government. You know, these are the rules, but you can work around the rules. Look, uh, one of the key things in, in my new book, that's the book, The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb, is you can have a 0% tax rate in retirement and you could lock that in now if you did the planning and anybody can do it. Most people don't. They're so focused on accumulating money, they don't realize even if you made money, you're listening or watching this today, let's say you had a banner day in the market. Oh, your account went up 10,000, 100,000. Uncle Sam's a partner in that. Mm. You think of it as a joint account. You have a co-owner uh, on your IRA or 401k. Every time you make money, Uncle Sam sends you a medal. Keep going. Go, go, break, break. Keep it going. More for me at the end. Uh, this is why you want to move to what I call uh, move your accounts from, move your money from accounts that are forever taxed to accounts that are never taxed. Wouldn't you like to have that growth each and every day, 100% belong to you? Then this gets back to your original question. Maybe you will feel more comfortable about retiring, knowing you have the put the money put away, and the government can never tax it during your lifetime. That's not a bad plan. No, that's awesome. And I have to I have to share with the audience that's listening to this. I think because it's so relevant to what's going on even in my own life. Um, if you are listening to this. And you're going, yeah, I have not done any planning. I, I ordered Ed's done. book today. And Josh ordered Ed's book. That's a start. You can I start ordering that the book. Process. But here's the thing. You're <laughs> not alone because literally like Steve and myself, we're just going through this yesterday with some financial advisors and some specialists. And they basically delivered the hammer to us going, yeah, you guys not, I mean, basically we've been idiots. They didn't call us idiots, but that's <laughs> they what they called were you implying. <laughs> based upon what, but, but here's the thing is they weren't making us feel bad. They were just saying, look, you're uninformed. You're, you're tr trying to grow your business and you're not realizing you won't have a business when you pass away because of the taxes and because of all the implications. And so if you're listening to this and go, man, I haven't thought about this at all. I haven't started planning. Don't feel bad because there, that's so many of us. So start today, make change. Uh, so I just want to encourage people out there that if you're listening to this, you're not alone. I'm, I'm the same boat, you know, trying to get this all in order. But anyone can start at any time. There's two different issues. You, you're conflating the business. Uh, obviously the business, hopefully you're working your business, you're doing well. But I think the mistake people make, it's a classic mistake. All of us in business make it. We work in our business rather than on our business. Mm. We work, we get our hands dirty. I did it for years too. I was in the trenches. I was working with the clients, doing all the great things to build the business. But I wasn't working on the business to create a business that could pass to another generation or could have value beyond me or to build for retirement. That I did because I realized that. But you know, you're working in the business. Your hands are dirty. You're not right. thinking about Roth IRAs or life insurance or building retirement. You're thinking about getting that new account and closing that deal. That's where all your energy is. And if it isn't, you're probably not that good at business <laughs> uh, because you have to be passionate. And that's so where true. passion 
that's how people grow businesses, by being passionate. Why don't you come in early in the morning and stay late at night? It's not much of a life. I did that for many years. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm not one of those believers that you can have this work-life balance, sorry to say. Either you're all in or you're all out. I don't know about that. Have you heard Jeff Jeff Bezos' take on that? Like, I loved his take because I agree with you. It's like, he said this. It's like work-life balance. He goes, there's no such thing. It's like a circle. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. Like, most people treat it like it's separate. It's not. It's a circle. It's like, there's, you're going to have times where you're working harder and times where you're spending more time with your family. And that's just how life is. And I love that. One of the things I did early on, you know, I was working night and day. I always felt, uh, you know, in business, you were in a race against everyone. And if you ever stop, think about yourself in a race, right? Yeah, you're running around the track or whatever. Not that I ever did that. Because to me, that's like around and around, like going in the Indy 500, 499, 500, 501. You don't even know where you are. Right. But still, uh, if you ever stop, whoever's behind you will catch up and pass you. Mm. Somebody will take your place. Oh, here's a good question. I, this is for the Mensa people. If you're running a race and you pass the person in second place, what place are you in? Well, you're in second place. That's right. That's the Mensa <laughs> answer. Most people would say I'm in first place. No, you pass the guy in second. You got to pass the guy in first to be first. <laughs> right. Josh, oh, you're part of Mensa, man. Josh yeah, he must know that. He must know Josh, that. Josh is the intelligent. He's the intelligent one of us pair right here. I'm the quiet. I'm the mouth. <laughs> Josh but anyway, is the brains. You know, that's really the entrepreneur. That was me. You know, I, I would try and get up as early as possible. Like, I love those. Uh, a guy wrote a book on that. I think it was called Two Awesome Hours from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, to me, you're ahead of the world on that. Uh, whatever you can get done by 6 a.m., you are just ahead of the whole world. Mm. I love those early morning hours, uh, if you can get them in, but you've got to be all in. Uh, you know, you know. so you see these other things go by the wayside because if you have some big deal on the table, whatever business, you said you have some real estate people on here, they're, ta- they're lining up, they're writing their notes like I do. I have them every day what I'm going to do here, which clients I'm going to see, which houses I'm going to sell. Uh, you know, if you're a financial advisor, who am I going to make appointments? What prospects? You're not thinking about my retirement, my succession plan. Right. Uh, so at some point you have to because it's going to creep up on you. So hopefully what you get from this is a game plan to deal with that. And it may be easier than you think. And guess what? You don't have to do it yourself. There are other experts out there that can help you. That was one of the keys that always helped me uh, people think, uh, they always ask me, oh, how many employees you have? How big is your business? We don't have that many. Almost everything we do is contracted out. Hmm. I use other specialists that are good at what they do. You know, we put on conferences and workshops all right. over the country. Yeah. Do you think I set up the chairs and book the rooms and the <laughs> hotels? And, you know, that's, I, that's all point. done by a conference plan. Uh, we have great uh, people doing graphics and PR all contracted out. You can't do all these things. You have to do mm. what you do best, and, and that's bringing the business. Yeah, that's such a great point. So what, what would you say is the biggest mistake people are making right now when planning for their retirement? Oh, not addressing it. That's obvious. Because you're so immersed in your business, at some point you have to pick your head up and say, you know, where am I going to be in 10 years? Where do I want to be in 10 years? Some people never want to stop working, like me. Uh, but you have to take care of these other things until it gets to be, 
sort of habitual where while you're doing these things, you're working on your plan to accumulate more money or getting a financial advisor on it. You know, I know financial advisors that are so good at their business. They have other financial advisors for their financial, uh, for their own uh, investments because they say, I'm too busy with clients making money. Let somebody else take care of my stuff. Yeah, that's great. They're like the salesperson. So what's one thing someone can do right now for their for well, preparing for the retirement? I would get a hold of an educated financial advisor to get you started. You know, a lot of these guys now and, and women both are like coaches. They're like, uh, a lot of them have morphed into like life planners. Yeah. Because everybody has different issues, facts, and circumstances. And here's the key. As a financial advisor, you can really get paid. You know, most financial advisors have been reduced to zero, to a commodity. Like most of my colleagues as a CPA uh, doing tax returns, you know what that's worth? Nothing. It's worthless. How do I know? Mm. Well, I realized that years ago, but every year I'm reminded of how worthless that is, uh, that part of the business. When I watch the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl and I see all the commercials, taxes for free. Why would you use a CPA free? And, you know, uh, they even have like uh, bowl games. I think it's tax slayer bowl or something. Everything's for free. So they're commoditizing it. Once uh, once they uh, somebody has devalued you to zero, you better get into something that's more valuable or at least perceive more valuable. Mm. And that's what I did over 30 years ago. I went into a higher level of service. Any financial advisor can do that because the advice you give, especially to busy business people, uh, it's tangible. It can be measured on how much they will have, how much more they will have put away. The things that keep them up at night should be the things that uh, shouldn't be the things that they can't control. If you can't control it, let somebody else work on that. Mm. Uh, focus on what you can control. So, uh, you know, a good financial advisor can actually flip the commodity problem, like with the CPAs who just do tax returns. CPAs that do tax returns, I don't know how they stay in business unless right. they're really doing tax planning. Most CPAs today are really just history teachers. They tell you what already happened. Who wants that? That already happened. That's looking in the rearview mirror. You want to look ahead what's going to happen. You know, like Dickens, I want the ghost of Christmas future, not the past. I already know where I messed up. Yeah, right. Tell me what's going to be. Uh, maybe I could change it. Yes. So that's where the value is for an advisor. And if you're a, a business owner, you ask, what could they do? Hook up with one of those advisors, but not every advisor has those specialized skills. Lucky right. for you, we also train advisors that have those special skills. We have an elite group called Ed Slot's Elite IRA Advisor Group. In fact, some advisors listening or watching here may be a member of that. That's an advanced training program for exactly what I'm talking about, the second half of the game, planning for the taxes on distribution. That's what's going to make you win or lose. Uh, keep more of your hard-earned money by having a plan to keep more and pay less. There's, you ever hear saying less is more? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, less is not more. Less is less. <laughs> more Except is when more. it comes to taxes. Yeah, the less right. you pay, the more you keep. But to keep more and pay less, you have to have a plan, which almost nobody does. Right. And most advisors don't. Advisors think they have a plan. They remind me of that saying by Mike Tyson, the famous 
uh, philosopher and boxer. <laughs> the famous philosopher. <laughs> yeah, he said, everyone thinks they have a plan until I punch them in the face. Then they don't have a plan anymore. It's the same thing with a lot of these advisors working with clients. They think they have a plan because they keep growing their money. That's great, but it's not enough. When it comes to retirement, it's only what you can keep that counts. Right. Taxes are the single biggest factor that will separate people from their retirement dreams. And unless you have an advisor that is trained in these specialized services, so this is uh, two messages here. One to the advisor, if you want to increase your income by providing high-value tangible services, get into this knowledge area, helping people in the second half of the game, the tax planning, for the 20 trillion with a T, not B. Who cares about B like in Bill Gates, billions? That was yesterday. Now we're into trillions. 20 trillion in retirement accounts that haven't been taxed yet. Congress looks at that as a big, juicy stake because they know they can get it's low hanging fruit to them. Mm. So be an advisor that, that tackles that. That's the training we do. And for other business owners, find that kind of advisor. You know, the advisor that got you here, that made you all the money may not be able to take you to the right. next level, not only keeping it, but ending having you end up with more of it and more of it tax-free. And anyone can do that. That's such a good business point too for everybody listening to it, no matter what industry you're in. As you niche down, as you specialize you know, down, basically, you become way more valuable. And ultimately, that's what's going to keep you in the business long term. And that takes even having a plan for where you want to be niched down in, let alone building the plan out for your people. So in the book, I know you lay out like a five-step kind of framework for, you know, your retirement. Can you walk through just a little bit of the five Get things? walking through. I'll give you the whole thing. I'm going to give you the secret to the book, okay? I love it. You know how some books, they tell you the secrets at the end of the book, or they tell you there's a secret and they don't tell you what it is. You know yeah. who does that? My favorite book that I read all the time. He tells you there's a secret in every chapter, but never tells you the secret. You know which <laughs> book I'm talking about? No. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon oh. Hill. Every chapter, he tells you that's the secret, but you have to figure it out for yourself. What do I have to do? Click my heels or something? And you get to the end of the book, I, you know. Finally, I figured it out, but know that you can accomplish anything you want if you know what it is and you take action to go after it. Now, you don't have to read that book anymore. I'm going to give you the secret to my book. The secret, especially uh, to have more, keep more, and make it less. And I'm talking about your tax-deferred retirement savings. The first thing you have to understand, I said it already, but this money that you're saving, you may be saving the wrong way. You're saving in taxable accounts. That was good in the past, IRAs, 401ks. But now Congress has, has put the hammer down with the SECURE Act, uh, lessening the benefits. You know, Congress, uh, in 40 years of studying tax law, I noticed one thing. Whenever Congress uh, names a new law, you can almost always <laughs> bet whatever name they give it, it will do exactly the opposite. The opposite yeah. So when they name a law, the SECURE Act, hold on to your wallet. <laughs> so they made the, the 401ks and IRAs less valuable. But people are still into doing the 401k, getting a tax deduction. Let me tell you about a tax deduction. When did this law go yeah. into place? I'm sorry. What's that? When did this law go into place? Oh, in 2020. 2020. The end of okay. 2019. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's in effect now, uh, and it eliminated some of the huge estate planning be benefits of IRAs. Congress felt 
IRAs, retirement accounts, they should be for retirement, not as a wealth transfer vehicle to the next generation for a state or for a state plan. Now, this was uh, established law that people relied on for almost 30 years. And all of a sudden, in the ninth inning of the game, they pull the rug under out, uh, out from everyone. So you have to adapt like we all did with the virus. Look what we're doing. We're not live. We're like we adapted. So yep. that's what you have to do. One of the things you may want to do, they made IRAs and 401ks less valuable. Maybe you want to switch to Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks at work and start building for you 100%, not half for you and half for the government. It's not going to be much of a retirement there, especially given our debt and deficit levels. At some point, tax rates are going to go up. The credit card bill this whole country is living on is going to come due. And uh, that's when. The, the taxes will hit just when you need the money the most. That's what I call the ticking tax time bomb. Mm. It's going to explode when you need the money the most in retirement, when the paychecks stop, when you don't have other new sources of income, and when you're the most vulnerable, and when you need to keep every cent. You don't want to st start working over 40 50% of your savings at that point when you have no new money coming in. This can be done now. So the secret to the book to have more later is to pay the tax now. That is the secret to all good tax plan. Hmm. You know, it's like buy low, sell high. The best tax planner I ever heard of was the old comedian, Kenny Youngman from the 50s and 60s. He said it best. He made a joke out of it. But this is the most brilliant thing ever said. He said, I'm putting all my money in taxes. The only thing sure to go up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the whole game. It's a tax rate That's arbitrage great. game. Put your money in taxes. I'm saying pay some taxes now at today's rock bottom low rates. They're not going to stay here forever. The key to keeping most of your money or all of it protected from taxes is to always pay taxes at the lowest rates. Sort of like buying low and selling high. I didn't make that one up, but that's a good one too. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm talking about, because tax rates, if they go higher in the future, then your spending ability in retirement is is determined by how much you can keep uh, right. based on higher taxes. I don't think taxes will go lower. And I don't care what you believe politically. At this point, looking our at our deficits and debts, any politician that can look you in the eye and say, I can cut your taxes is really just saying, I'm bad at math. Please help me. Uh, it's all math. Math is the single uh, biggest threat to your retirement savings, other than your kids. That's another four-letter word, like math. But everybody knows that's a lousy investment. Where's the payoff there? It used to be owning your own home was the American dream. Now it's getting your kids out of it. So <laughs> I got to uh, ask you, Ed, because I'm just curious for myself. So, okay, I'm taking in going, okay, I got to find a way, obviously, to pay my taxes now. So I don't have to pay them. Not all of them. Not uh, all of them, it, but pay them later. A little at a time. A simple thing. A series of annual smaller conversions over time. Bringing that debt in your IRA down and building up what you keep 100% tax-free up. The key is being able to deal with paying taxes now. Nobody can do that because it's counterintuitive. Hmm. That, that they don't get the secret. You know who, doesn't, who else doesn't get the secret? 
my colleagues, CPAs. Hmm. They can't stand the idea of paying tax because that's how we were trained. Our first day in college in accounting, you were, it was drummed into you, hardwired, never pay a tax before you have to. Always defer, 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 put it off. In fact, if when you were a kid and your mother told you to do something and you said, not now, Ma, I'll do it later, you would have been an accountant because you were trained <laughs> mm. to defer, to put things off. But now, when I saw the handwriting on the wall the last 20 years or so, I became a recovering accountant. I see the value in getting rid of that debt. The buildup is a debt that is growing, compounding, and unpaid debt compounding against you. Use today's low rates to get that down. That's the secret to the whole book. And I tell you lots of ways to do that. Roth IRAs is probably the easiest. Uh, but pull it down now. Pay some tax now. Remember, uh, the planning for retirement and even estate planning is a long game. It's having more later when you'll need it most. Mm. If you do that, the minute you do that, your money starts growing 100% for you. Imagine the accumulation in a tax-free account. Tax-free accounts like Roth IRAs, and I even have a chapter on uh, permanent cash value life insurance, and I don't even sell life insurance. Tax-free accounts grow the fastest because they're never eroded by current and future taxes. And more capacity of beneficiaries. I show you in the book how you can use the tax law, even the SECURE Act, uh, go around it actually, to get larger inheritances, more control, and less tax. That's the ultimate plan. Do you feel like you're constantly chasing after new leads? Does it feel like you're on a hamster wheel, running forward but not getting anywhere? That's not the life you imagined when you got into this business. Listen in as Luke Acri and I prove the extraordinary power of referrals and the money you can make using referral-based marketing. Our free webinar shows you how to stay top of mind, nurture clients, and automate your marketing so you can get off the hamster wheel for good. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Yes, that's the real URL. We named it that so you'd remember. Go there to find out the secrets that the top producers are using to live the life of freedom you know you deserve. That's ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Take action on this today. Man, I feel like, okay, so everyone listening to this, at this moment in time, you should be ordering this book. To, to help you. One is it's obviously going to be worth the investment because just the knowledge is... Gone. I will go a step further. This book may be, if you use it, and they're simple concepts, and I made it simple. You know how simple I made it? I know not everybody is watching video, but those who do, oh this gosh. is the book I got it from. <laughs> this is the U.S. tax code. Just one volume. Uh, this is the volume that has, you can see it's well-worn, this is my, uh, this is what I do. You know, I did a show for a religious group and they were talking about stuff, but they still want to keep their money. I said, here's yeah. my Bible yeah, right here. Look at all the sticky uh, notes in it. <laughs> what I did, you don't have to read this. I turned this into this. I love it. In love other it. words, I turned Sanskrit into English <laughs> that you can follow. Very, look at that. It's so thin. And even this is 400 pages rather than 40,000 pages. Yeah, okay. Geez. That's crazy. Uh, this, you know, that's what I did. So I will say this book, this will be the single best financial investment in terms of rate of return on based on what you paid for it. I think it's $18. Although I don't think anybody on earth pays $18 if you go to Amazon. Everything's always cheaper 
Maybe it's $16. Maybe I'm wrong. This can be the best single financial investment you ever made in terms of return on your money. Imagine being able to truly save tens of hundreds of thousands, in some cases millions, in taxes you and your family would otherwise pay because you don't have the wherewithal and neither does your accountant to go through all of this. This is what I've been reading for 40 years. This and five other books like it. All right. Uh, I turned it into this. That's incredible. Now, I mean, for everybody who's just listening to the audio, you got to watch the video right there because he literally pulls up the IRS tax code (laughs) book and it's just one volume and it's like massive and all the sticky notes on it. So, Ed, we got to ask you, man, because I mean, you're just like, I mean, obviously a wealth of knowledge. This has been awesome just to hear. We ask every successful person who comes on the show, what are the routines that you have implemented in your life Besides reading the IRS manual, but what are the routines <laughs> that you've implemented in your life that have driven success for you? I already told you, getting up early. I love being ahead of the world. There's no question. And I know I talk to a lot of young people too. They say, well, I work all night long. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. I'm not buying it. Or, uh, you know, they say, well, I, I don't know. To me, if you're up early, I like being on the road early in the morning and in the, on my office when I'm not traveling. And I haven't traveled for about a year. Uh, hopefully, I'll get back on the road soon. Believe it or not, March 10th was a year since I've been on a plane. That's oh, crazy. And, and that's for somebody that's been on a plane almost every day for over 20 years. So I hope to get back on the road soon. But when I'm home, I live near the office. And in nice days, so I walk to the office. It's about two miles each way. So I get I get things going. I, I love walking as the, my goal is to be here before the sun comes out. Mm. And uh, I love watching, watching it get a little lighter. It's about a half hour walk. And the other part that's good about it after a full day, I got to walk home because <laughs> <laughs> I have no car. And I love that. So I love getting it or getting in early, getting things done early in the morning that take the most brain power. Things I don't have to think about that's, you know, moving papers around, taking care of certain things. And uh, that I do later in the day. But one thing I do every morning, just like I have right here, every morning I read. Yeah, I don't read everything, but I go through three papers. I go through the New York Times, uh, the USA Today in the middle, and on the right, the Wall Street Journal. Mm. I usually get some golden nugget out of one of them each day. Hmm. And I I try and filter it in and use it because I'm always creating material for programs and I'll see something here. I saw this in yesterday's paper uh, talking about a mortgage. Uh, It was those daily uh, cartoons they have in the Wall Street Journal. If you look by the editorial section, section. this is what is in the paper yesterday. So it's two guy, a guy at a mortgage office talking to a young couple who just got approved for a mortgage. And he says to them, you celebrate it when you get it and you celebrate when you get rid of it, the mortgage. (laughs) That's so true. You know what? This to me is an analogy for what an IRA is. It's a mortgage on your IRA. You celebrate when you're taking those deductions all those years. Mm. But then when you have to cash it in, it's not so nice. Then you can't wait to get rid of the mortgage on that. Mm. So those are some of the things. I also have passion, as you can tell, for what I do. If you don't have passion, don't even bother showing up. Yep. Other yep. people with pass with passion will just pass you by because then it becomes a, a laborious. I'm not saying everything is fun. Uh, believe me, reading the tax code isn't fun. 
but I, I, you know, we have tax services. I have uh, several other tax experts that are on staff, uh, IRA experts. And we find some like nugget every day to share with advisors who train with us who can then share it with consumers that can make a real difference. Those are the things I look for. Oh, I didn't think of that one. Mm. And there's something that comes up like that every day. Or it's just a quote I read. You know, I try and get things in that, uh, and I, uh, you know, that I can use somewhere. But it's a work ethic too. It's also habitual. Do certain things. Like every time you say, "Well, I usually do this," and then I write it and I keep a note. I'll put it in this file. And sometimes you're busy. Oh, I'm not going to do that today. Then you never do it. It's like the first day you go off a diet. Ah, yep. I didn't do it yesterday. Ah, today. Then it's three That's years later. So true, now. man. So true. You know, you know what the best day, uh, the easiest day of a diet is? The second day, because by then you're off it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And we usually, um, the last question we usually ask what people would tell their young self, but I want to ask a selfish question if that's okay. I've, I'm 39 years old. I have a 10 year old. Everybody says they're 39 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I learned I'm not middle-aged yet. We, we yeah. already cleared He's that up. one year away from middle-aged. I'm an almost middle-aged middle guy. I have a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. I'm trying to teach them financial you know, responsibility right now, right? They're kind of getting into that age where they're getting money for their birthday. They're getting a little bit of allowance here and there. What's the one piece of advice that I could give to them or try and, or try and guide them on as they're starting to learn what money is and what that means in terms of whether that's saving or investing or whatever that might be? Yeah, I don't know if that's a lost cause, but I just have to say, when I grew up, it was working. You know, we delivered papers, we did gardening. Yeah, I'll give you an example. I'm in New York. Where are you guys located? Philadelphia. All right. So you have the same problems with snow. When me and my brother grew up and it snowed, we were out there early in the morning to beat the other kids out there to get the shoveling business. When it snows now, there are no kids out there. They're in, in their house watching video games. They don't want to earn money. So true. So I, I think if you can get kids to legitimately get a work ethic mm. to see how great it feels to make a $10 or $5 or whatever for effort. I think that's the greatest lesson because it's such a great feeling to know your work did it for you. You can give them an allowance, uh, but it was, you know, I used to like with my paper out, if I got more tips, you know, I felt like I did that, mm. uh, you know, and I remember even going to people's houses and collecting. It taught you a lot about, they don't do that anymore, but I had my little route book, me and my brother. And even when uh, it snowed, we delivered the papers on, on a sled and uh, <laughs> it was heavy. Um, you know, you had, by the time you finished, they were all iced up. It was just as heavy as when you started. So there's something to be said for a work ethic. I don't know what kids can do today. That's why I say maybe they can do uh, something online, but you know, everybody's online doing videos and things. I mean, what do kids do for work today? I don't even know. <laughs> I think they build video. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, they I just... Think they develop software programs. Yeah. Well, that one kid. Or maybe won, they maybe they design NFT art now. Yeah, maybe NFT art. He he won three million dollars <laughs> in a gaming competition. That oh, was like teenager. Yeah, yeah. You're talking yeah. about what? That's like lottery winners. Yeah, correct. What does the average kid sitting at home? Do they want to go still, out? I think you still cut grass and you still. I, Nobody I don't, does that. I mean, Who does that I did it. I'm 32. I mean, I guess I am a little ways off from being a teenager, but I did it as a teenager. I cut grass. That was my first job. And they have to feel, I mean, like uh, I remember one time uh, 
I thought I got away without doing the gardening, you know, digging. My father would always have us uh, clear out all the weeds because he thought his crops are so great, you know, all the rotten <laughs> tomatoes and everything. So uh, one time I didn't do it. My brother did it. I said, oh, good. I didn't have to do it. Then uh, about two weeks later, he got somehow tickets to Yankee Stadium to see the, a game. And he said, and you're not going because you didn't work. Oh, oh I'll learned. never forget that. I, never, I got powerful. so angry. They had to ship me to my grandmother's house in Brooklyn to cool off for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And thank you so much for being here. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you, what your website is, where they can get the book. Uh, the book you can get anyway. You type in my name, Ed Slot, S-L-O-T-T. Or my website, IRA Help, IRA H E L P, IRA Help.com. The book is The New Retirement Savings Time Bomb. It can save you a fortune in taxes that you would otherwise pay. That means more money for you to enjoy now, more for your retirement, more for your loved ones, and best of all, more of it tax free. That's my big message. Mm. If you have more of your money tax free, obviously, it will grow more for you and your family, and you'll keep more of it and have to have a more comfortable retirement. Love it. Again, thank you so much for being here. And thank you all for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get those resources we mentioned, and to see the video of that ginormous IRA or that IRS tax code, <laughs> head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. While there, you can also find all of those other links that we mentioned. If you're interested in supporting the show, there's only two ways that we ask you to do that. Number one is head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a five-star rating just to let us know how we're doing. And the second one is to tell a friend about this episode. You can get hold of me or Luke at podcast at ReminderMedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. And what an incredible episode. I will tell you this, grab Ed's book. And here's the thing, what you literally just listened to can literally save you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars over the course of your life. So what you have to do is you actually have to take action on it. And most of us, we never take action right? We get overwhelmed by information and we never take action. And I'm guilty of this. Like I literally shared at the top of the episode, it's like Steve and I are meeting with estate planning people and, and people that are experts in what Ed is talking about. And it's mind boggling the stuff they're telling us. And I'm just like, oh, thank God I'm at least starting now um, <laughs> and doing this because good gosh, because the exponential growth of your money and you're going to be taxed on that. And if you start today, you can save all of that. And so I would just encourage everybody, grab the book and then put a plan in place. Even if that plan is as simple as going and finding an expert in this field to help you set up the appropriate plan for you and your family. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 